Good morning, good morning, June the 4th. I'm listening to Nas One Love with the National Symphony Orchestra. It's really great. It's really great to see that man come so far in life and a creator and a poet and just like that be really beautiful, really beautiful, really inspiring to to be pure and, and, and connect with your, with your uh, you know, and connect with your passion. Sorry, I got a call there and got distracted. Um, but it's, uh, I just think it's important, you know, for some reason, poetry within the last couple of days, because yesterday it, it was, it was on the news that Jay-Z became a, um, like the first hip hop billionaire. And I've always listened to Jay-Z since we were kids in Texas and Reasonable Doubt came out and we were just, we were just always on that. We were always playing it because it was just so different and it was storytelling and it was poetry. And he, and so I was watching a video about him and he uh, talked about how important the poet was forever since the beginning to, to, to talk about and express emotions and life and, uh, thought it was really beautiful, and this morning it made me think of Nas, and then this morning I looked up a poem um, that I really dig, I really dig this poem, it's by Charles Bukowski, and it's, it's, uh, it's about life, it's called Your Life, and I'm, hopefully I pronounced this word right, because I, <clears throat> slew, it could be slew or slough, but I think it's slew, um, but it's by Charles Bukowski, and it's, it's your life. <clears throat> Invent yourself. And then reinvent yourself. Don't swim in the same slough. Invent yourself. And then reinvent yourself. And stay out of the clutches of mediocrity. Invent yourself. And then reinvent yourself. Change your tone and shape so often that they can never categorize you. Reinvigorate yourself. And accept what is but only on the terms that you have invented and reinvented. Be self-taught and reinvent your life because you must. It is your life and it is history and the present belong only to you. And reinvent your life because you must. It is your life and it's history and the present belong only to you. <clears throat> How beautiful is that, man? invent yourself and then reinvent yourself and I think a lot of the I think a lot of what we're doing right now in society is everybody's kind of like reinventing themselves just because of the tone uh where we are politically and where we are like spiritually and people trying to I mean I just don't recall growing up and having seeing so many people <clears throat> even within my with my 20s or my teens seeing people doing so much work on themselves and it could be that I'm just attracting those, those kind of people around me like everybody's like getting spiritual help uh people are people are, are are around me that are that are that are now sober and people around me that are in therapy and people are doing you know seminars and and people are changing everybody's reinventing themselves everybody's reinventing to become a better person my sister got married and uh, didn't tell us. And I felt kind of bad about that. I was like, man, you know, I just felt like she could have given us a call. Even because of the fact that we're such a small little tribe. Just with my mom and my brothers and sister. Right? My brothers and sister. And 
you know, we grew up together and we went through all the heart, heartache and we went through all the pain and suffering. And, you know, we they lost their father and I lost my stepfather. And it's just like, it's just like within that, within that realm of who we are, like you didn't reach out, like you didn't even want our blessing. Like to me, that's just, there's a real disconnect within the family if that's happening. And I don't really like that. And I hope, but, but the fact that she's reinventing herself, reinventing her life, reinventing something for her and her children, I think that. I think that's special, and I gotta honor that. I really have to honor that that um, she's reinvigorating, right? And her life, and that's beautiful. It's really, really beautiful. Today, I go to therapy for the first time in a long time, and for days, I've been repeating in my head what I'm gonna tell the therapist. Like this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I know it's not gonna. I'm not gonna feel feel in the the world that I have created and have grew up in within an hour of communication. But uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm happy about it. And then after that, I'm going to do another course with some, with some other friends that evening. And, um, and uh, I think it's going to be great. It's going to be a great day. And, you know, I wasn't here. I am talking about June is the month of discipline and I didn't even record myself for two days. So I got to get right with that. I can't beat myself up over it. Like, oh, here we go. Oh, fuck it. It doesn't mean anything. This does mean something. This does mean something because I'm allowing myself, I'm reinventing my life on a daily basis and, and, and within my commitments and who I am and who I want to be and how I want to show up, right? How I want to show up places. Um, so for yourself, I, I think... If you're not reinventing yourself or you don't feel invigorated, I think there's a you have to start asking yourself some questions like, what are you doing with your life? What exactly is going on right now where you don't feel invigorated? What exactly is happening in your life where you don't feel like you need to get up and go for a walk? Like, what's going on in your life? And I know I've done this before in the past because taking inventory is, is really important. And I think I'm just in that inventory state again, once again, because I'm going to therapy today. And... It it's just a lot of it. I heard this another great great quote this morning. A lot of us are just spiritually uh, um, constipated, like we're just we're just all blocked up and blocked in. That that's why a lot of things aren't happening in our lives that we want to make happen. We're just so spiritually blocked. Like for me, for years, I was I, I had I had a friend tell me that she goes, yeah, you're spiritually blocked with money. Something's going on with that. And as soon as I let go of that, I've never been broke again. And I was scared last week, man. I was having I was having chest pains because I spent so much money. I was like, oh man, here we go. What happened that brought me back to this moment? And it all boils down to discipline. It all boils down to how disciplined have I been with not spending money going here, not doing this, not buying that. You know, because when you're when you're on your uh, you know how it is. If you live by yourself, you kind of buy food by yourself, and then the food ends up. It's just it's a funny world when, so it's much easier just to buy a little something that's a little more expensive, and you're not wasting it. It feels like crazy anyway. But I think for this week, take inventory of what you're doing, how you're spending, how you're spending your time, how you're spending your money, how you're how you're spending your love and attention. Just take it. Just pay attention to that. And see if that's helping you with it. See what's helping and see what isn't helping. You know, see what's helping and see what isn't helping. And then grow from there. The more you pay attention to everything that's going on around you, 
the more you pay attention to the way you do anything, it's just going to be, it's just, your life is going to be fulfilled. You're, you're going to start realizing like, oh, so I really don't make the bed to the best of my ability. I just kind of just throw the sheets on there. I really don't brush my teeth to the best of my ability. I just kind of get in and out, you know. When I take a shower, am I, am, I, am I not only cleansing my body, but am I cleansing off the, the energy of the day that could have been negative or the energy of the day that other people could have given me? I think that's, that's, uh, that's something to take a look at. And from the good book, to recover your life is in your power. Look at things again as you used to look at them. For in this consists the recovery of your life. Wow, look at things again as you used to look at them. That's beautiful. Look at things again as you used to look at them. Remember the things you thought were beautiful and now just you don't think are so beautiful, the things that were fun and whatnot, so much fun anymore. And it could go both ways. It could be like you could you could be like, man, I really love doing that. Why did I stop? Or man, thank God I stopped. Because I thought I was having fun and it really wasn't fun. Same thing with the relationships. Like look at them. Look at things again as you used to look at them. For in this consists the recovery of your life. Like, was that relationship really, really great for you? Were you really, were you growing together? Were you dying together? Was it, Were you happy? Really happy? And if so, what are you going to do to change these things? What are you going to do to change these things with your family? Have you been in good communication with them, you know? Did you love talking to your, like I used to love talking to my grandma. Now it's like, man, grandma can't even hear me anymore. So I gotta fig I gotta reinvent that. I do gotta write her a letter. I've been saying that. But all right, y'all. Enough's enough. Get the day going. Be healthy. Be helpful. Love yourself unconditionally. And read something good. Man, I strongly recommend Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. The book, it, it's a tough read, but it'll change your life. It's a tough read. But there's so many other books out there that can help you. There's so many, so much more information you can put in your head besides watching. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what people watch on Netflix anymore. I don't even watch Netflix anymore. But there's just so much more you can put in. All right, y'all. Jam some knives today if you get a chance, and uh, do better if you know you can do better. Peace. Good morning. June the 5th. Ooh, that's Al Green in the background. Let me turn that down. I didn't realize it was that loud. Love and happiness. It's hilarious. I love that song. I love that song. <laughs> June 5th. Wow, I mean, God, the summer approaches. Um, going to be a lot happening this summer. I'm going to try to go to Texas. Or I plan to go to Texas at the end of the year. And, uh visit family and just kind of kind of kind of get the kind of get a reboot kind of get just a reboot of hanging around with with family members last I saw them was in was in November so it's time to get down and just get the family energy and show them love and show them you know show them um you know kind of just be in communication about what I've been doing and Come on with a new good energy. I, I I was coming off in November. November was uh November was still kind of tough, but it's still and it's also kind of blurry. Like I was filming in in New Orleans, and when you come out of New Orleans, you're kind of in a blur. You're kind of in a in a really big blur, but it's all good. And the quote for today 
is to live the good life, we have the potential for it. If we can learn to be indifferent to what makes no difference. To live the good life, we have the potential for it. If we can learn to be indifferent to what makes no difference. I woke up this morning from, uh, I woke up, I woke up at like five o'clock this morning and I felt great. I went to, uh, to a, like a circle up meeting yesterday with, uh, with some men from my, from my course that I had taken, or actually it was two men that were there. There there was other men that have, that have gone through similar things that I've done. And then there was, and then there was, um, and just a great conversation with with a buddy of mine and about his life and what's going on with him and being in communication with him about, you know, making choices about what it is that he really wants within his marriage. And um, what I learned from him is that when someone asks you a question and you know what you want, but you're not able to express it in, in clear black and white, you end up start you end up making shit up. You just end up start you make you start making up stories about if this goes this way, I'll accept that. If this goes this way, I'll accept that. If this happens, I'll accept that. And it just it's an ongoing creation of making up stories. You just make shit up. Right? And that's one thing I'm gonna do today is I'm not gonna make shit up today. I went to my first therapy session after so many years and I got to speak with someone. And I was talking to them about how I was coming off, you know, a year of feeling like everybody was better off without me around. Like people are just, life in general is just better without me around. And then I had this dream last night that I was back in Texas and I was visiting a, uh, uh, I was visiting a cousin and we were going to go out to dinner, but I was super drunk in my dream and I couldn't, I was like non-functioning. But everybody wanted to hang out and see me. And I was like all over the place. And I saw my kid's mother. And it was hilarious. Because this would never happen in a million years. She was a waitress at this restaurant. And I go, uh, hey, I just want to talk to you. I, I, you know, I, wanted, I wanted to be in community. She goes, oh, I can't do that tonight because I'm going to be work, working all night. And I thought she took it the wrong way. Like I wanted to go out with her or something. So then in my drunken stupor, I start like following her around in my dream and hiding behind like Bush try to see her and people are like, what are you doing? Anyway, I just, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a really hilarious dream that I need to write down because I'm in like a mall. Every time I turn around, the, the scenery changes. So I'm outside, I'm inside, I'm talking to homeless people and I'm like, can you help me figure out this level? I'm trying to get to this level. And every time I get to a level, there's, there was like a rich, super rich side with swimming pools and, and, and spiral stairways and I just couldn't go down any of them and then when I get when this woman really beautiful woman in a flowing robe she's walking and she's like I'll show you and like her robe is flowing all the way to the to the elevator and I get in the elevator and it like shoots down it's only two stories from where I was at and it like goes down at 100 miles per hour it was it was really a fascinating dream but back to uh don't make shit up. And even in my, in my dream, I was making shit up right there. When I spoke with my therapist about that, she was explaining, she was like, why are you making that up? Like, what was it that caused you to make, to create that? And I was thinking about that. Like, I couldn't pinpoint the moment that, that happened that I wasn't wanted. 
right? I remember being young and I wanted to live with my mother. And I, I've talked about this before. She didn't want me to live with them because of the situation that she was in. You know, she was with a man who was going through trouble and I think she probably wanted to help him. She wanted to be there for him and help him. And she knew what that life was going to be like. And uh, she was having another kid. And it was, it was just like it, that life wasn't for me. So that's why she wanted me to live with my grandmother. And then, I'd just, and then when I would stay with them, I'd stay in, in, I could never sleep in like my mother's room or anything. I couldn't be, I'd have to sleep on the floor in somebody else's room. And, uh, and um, my grandmother, you know, when you're scared as a kid, I couldn't sleep with her because I moved around too much. So I had to, I, I, I was always like, from a young age, I think I probably made the decision like, man, people don't like me around them. You know, people don't like it when I'm, when I'm around. And then. As I got older and I, and I ended up moving with my mom, I had to move out to different houses because I'd get into fights with my stepdad or I'd get into fights with my mother or whoever it was. And then I'd have to leave and go stay at somebody else's house until it came to the point where, now you have to leave. It's time for you to go. And I have to go back. So I have to I'd go back into the cycle of going somewhere where I felt like people didn't even want me around. And then I'd go and then I'd go on vacations, like summer vacations as a kid, and I'd love it, man. And people and I'd remember there'd be moments where it's time for you to go. And I was like, damn, like y'all don't even want me around either. Like and and I know people people and, and aunts and uncles and stuff were going they also had their issues and their their I remember people going having fights and it was like, Yeah, you gotta go now. <laughs> like you gotta go back home to a place where I felt like I wasn't wanted. And then I'd get back there, and then I became a teenager, and then it was the same thing, going back and forth. And then I get to high school, and I'm always in trouble, and they'd have to put me in a, a, a private room because the kids didn't even want me around. The kid, kids, high school kids didn't even want me around. High school kids wanted to fight me all the time because I was such an introvert, and I, couldn't, I didn't know how to be in communication with anybody. I didn't know how to tell people. I was a kid. I didn't know how to tell people, hey, I'm in pain. I'm hurting a little bit. Like, um, could somebody like leave me alone or give me a fucking hug or something that, that, that didn't, that my brain didn't process that my brain couldn't process that information. And then I guess as I got older, I remember leaving home and I would come back to visit or I'd have to move back from college and, uh, my little brother and little sister, they'd even say, look, leave, get out of it. We don't want you here. I remember mom defended me one time. She's like, that's your brother. You don't say that to your brother. If he needs a place to live, he's going to have a place to live. And that felt good. But still, the idea of your two little siblings saying, get out of here, you know. We don't want you around. And then when I went into college and then I'd get into relationships, or not even relationships, when I got into college, I felt like, no, these people don't want me around either. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of this, right? It turned. I think that's what ended up happening is the idea of, these people don't want me around meant that I was unworthy of so much in my life that I just didn't, I, I wasn't even, man, I'm, I gotta be honest, even until like last year, even I was feeling like that. I, I mean, that's a really hard thing to shake in your life when you feel like you're not wanted by anybody, you know, like I told, I told the story when I got, when I went through this horrible breakup. After doing after doing the, one of the most amazing accomplishments in my life, and then I get dropped off, I get dropped off somewhere, and it's like there's nobody around. You know, luckily my little brother lived 
he was actually living in California, like two hours away, and picked me up one day, and and uh, it was just like, man. I, I my point is, is I don't want any of you to make shit up like that. I don't want anybody to make up the idea or create the idea or create the conversation within yourself that you're not wanted because it's not real. And if you feel like you're not wanted, it's time to be of service to people that need your help. And I'm not talking about money. I'm not talking about sending money to anybody and, oh, there I go. I serve my purpose. It's about walking out the door and how can you be of service to somebody? You can pick up trash on the floor and wherever you see it. That's being of service to the planet. There's a homeless person that you see that may, man, that may take that money and go buy a beer, but man, you can you can offer to walk inside and buy him a coffee or something. You can volunteer your time to do something. Be of service to people that need to to be on the phone. Older people that just need to talk on the phone that don't talk to anybody, you know. Find a friend that needs to be in communication with you. Make yourself feel worthy. And I think that I'm lucky enough that I've gone through what I went through this year and last year to help me grow and understand that it's not the truth. What I made up and what I lived in for so long was not the truth. Although there were elements to it, right? There's there's elements to being in a, a toxic environment like my experience in my hometown of El Campo was toxic, right? It was full of chaos. A lot of people ended up going to jail that I know. A lot of people ended up getting hooked on drugs. A lot of people didn't get, didn't, didn't move forward in life, right? Houston was kind of the same way. Austin, we were, we were out of it. It was just like, you know, there was always this, these, I know that even a lot of my isolation that I had put myself through last year, even for many years, you know, just isolating myself in a realm of like, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to have my little beers here and I'm going to sit by myself because I'm not bothering nobody. I'm messing with nobody. And with me saying that right there, I heard that happen, that conversation with my own father who was very, no, he doesn't walk out the door because he walks out the door, he gets in trouble. That was his, that was his communication with himself. And he created that. Every time he walked out the door, he'd go and he'd talk to somebody's girlfriend and end up getting popped in the face, you know, but or end up creating an enemy because he was outgoing and super charming. And 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 uh, yeah, but but today and every other day, man, I think I'm going to put that on my wall too. don't make shit up. Don't make it. Don't make shit up like somebody's better off without you. Don't make shit up like you can't. People at work are talking about you. Don't make shit up like you're not worthy of love. You're not worthy of, of success. Don't make shit up. Because you can, you can do it. And don't. And if somebody tells you something, man, if, if they're telling you something that's hitting you in a certain way, address it immediately. Like you said this about me. Why is it making me feel this way? And why do you think that? But, right. For example, somebody had told me, I didn't see you being like, like making a bunch of money making films, but I see you like do, doing great. And it hit me some kind of way. And it was like, what, you don't see me that I'm going to be successful and make money. And, and they, he was like, no, no, I just don't see you making like, like in, within that realm, it's going to make you like super mega rich. Like he didn't, he did he says, I don't know many documentary filmmakers that are millionaires or something. And to that respect, it's like, you know, you're right. Like this work isn't, and this work that I do isn't about the money. This work that I do is about humanity. 
this work it, I do is about is about you know sharing the sharing pockets of the world with other people, sharing stories with other people, being a storyteller, and, and within that, it feeds my soul. It makes me feel present, and that may be a very that may be sort of a, a selfish a selfish reason to do it, but without it, I don't. I'm not waking up. I'm not getting out of bed. And so, from the good book, let me find this. I read this this morning, and it, it was really good. I'm going to just read this whole paragraph, and I'm going to let you go. I'm going to read these three, actually. No, I'm going to start, start here. One, two, three. Here we go. He often acts unjustly who does not do a certain thing, not only he who does a certain thing. Your present opinion, founded on understanding, and your present conduct, directed to social good, and your present disposition of contentment with everything that happens, that is enough. Wipe out imagination, check desire, extinguish appetite, keep the ruling faculty in its own power. And I say that, keep, when, when I say, when I read, wipe out imagination within the creators out there, it's not saying don't be, I'm, that's exactly what I'm trying to say is don't make shit up. Don't make shit up in your life. Because if you start making up stories or if you live in a story right now, you're going to be stuck in that story. And I don't want anybody stuck in a story that, as long as I was stuck in a story. Because that shit sucks. It really does. And I'm sorry for cussing out there to all the older people that listen to me. But listen, this is the truth. And it's my truth. And I love y'all. And I want, I want the best for everybody. So be healthy. Ooh, be helpful. Love yourself and jam some Al Green if you need to jam some Al Green to get you out of bed and get you going. Nothing wrong. Being in love with somebody. There you go. All right. Be healthy. Be helpful. Love yourself. Go get it. Go attack the world.